Welcome to Keeping It Real, where we talk business, money, and mindset. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Keeping It Real podcast. I'm your host, Richard, and today, as always, I got a very special guest with me. Got my homie Kieran. Um, I've known of him like for like three years now, and we actually want to. I want to talk about that, or we can actually talk about it right now, bro. I yeah. Remember, uh, three years ago, you had the La Jolla Mastermind. I think yeah. that's when I first like came across the entrepreneurs in like online community. Like I remember like, I'm yeah. like, what? like a bunch of young kids my age, they're all in Cali chilling. And I, I, what's crazy is like, I feel like that event was like the start to a lot of people's personal brand. A lot of people, you know, actually taking business seriously. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess we can touch on it a little bit, but even before we even start that, bro, before we even start that, bro, uh, you know, for the people that do not know you, go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. Yeah, dude. Um, so I'm a 20 year old entrepreneur. I've owned a digital marketing agency for the last three and a half years. And, uh, I mean, that's really it. Honestly, like I'm just out here hustling like everyone else. Um, and yeah, man, like I've got a couple other things going on in the background that I've been working on. I think like most of us do. And, uh, yeah, I've just been at it trying to, you know, make money online and, and, you know, running my own business for, for the last few years. And it's, it's been a really fun, a really fun experience, really fun journey. So awesome, bro. And touch on like how you got started into this whole marketing world. And I know you have a specific niche as well. Um, yeah. I guess we can talk about that as well, but just talk about how you got started into doing marketing and starting this business. Yeah, man. So it's an interesting story. I've, I've told it so many times because it's, you know, it, it's really a story of just, you know, doing it and not having excuses, just going out and figuring it out. Right. So, um, I guess my story kind of starts back in my, my sophomore year of high school. Um, cause you know, you take in, in, at least in the U S you know, you take your exams, your junior year, right. Mm-hmm. To, and then those exams kind of determine what happens with college and everything else. And so my sophomore year, my parents were trying to get me to start preparing for um, like doing exam preparation and stuff like that. And that's when like life kind of got real, like towards the end of my sophomore year of high school, I was like, damn, like I'm about to be like studying for this test. And then I take this test and then the test decides if I get into a good college or not. And then the college decides if I get a good job. And so it's just like down the rabbit hole. And I was like, hold up a second. I don't know if I want to go to college. And I told my, I remember telling my dad that, um, I played competitive hockey all growing up and I was, I was in a car, I was in a car ride on my way to hockey practice. I didn't have my driver's license yet. So my dad was driving me and I was like, dad, I don't know if I want to go to college. And he was like, all right, well, you got two options. And I was like, okay. He's like, join the military or, you know, or make your own money and, and figure it out. He's like, but you know, once you turn 18, if you're not going to college, then like, we're not going to, you know, we're, we're not going to support you pretty much. Um, and I'm like, no, dude, that's like hundred percent fair. Like I'll do the same. You know, if I have kids one day, like same, same shit, right. Figure it out or go to college or join the military. Like those are really your options when you kind of get to that age. So I was like, damn, all right, well, I don't really want to go to the military. So <laughs> let me, let me try to figure this out. Let me try to kind of figure out my own, my own lane, my own path. Didn't know anything about marketing. Didn't know anything about social media really. And I remember um, one time I passed by a gas station in my hometown and I saw a gray Ferrari, a convertible gray uh, Ferrari F430. And I, I pointed out to my dad and I was like, yeah, look at that car. And my dad goes, Oh, that's, that's uh, Matt Curry. Right. 
And I'm like, who's that? He's like, oh, he owns a bunch of auto repair shops here. Like he had like 20 something locations, I think. And, uh, you know, he's a super successful entrepreneur. My dad knew of him because he was like a big donor to like our, our local schools and everything. And I was like, well, damn, like, let me try to get in contact with him. So I reached out to him like through his website or something. And I remember I had some stupid business idea at the time. I like pitched him on it via email. And he was like, Kieran, um, that business idea is pretty terrible, <laughs> but um, I respect the hustle. Why don't you read my book? And so his book is called The ADD Entrepreneur. And uh, it's about his struggle with uh, attention deficit disorder and how he became an entrepreneur and started his massive company. And I read that book in, in a day and I emailed him the next day and I was like, hey, finish the book. Like, how can I learn more from you? And he was like, come to my lake house this weekend, be there at 9am. And so this is kind of where my whole story starts. I drive to his lake house and a little funny side story. I'm, I'm on the dirt road leading up to his lake house and there's a police officer in front of me. So the police officer is going the speed limit. So I'm going like five, 10 miles an hour under the speed limit. And I had just gotten my driver's license too. So this is like the first, one of the first times I'm driving it in a car by myself. And I'm like behind this police officer. I'm like, shit, I'm gonna be late. So I roll up to his house at like 8.58 and he comes outside. He's like, Kieran, you're late. I'm like, oh, I'm, I mean, I'm here before nine. He's like, if you're not 10 minutes early, you're late. Wow. And I remember like to this day, that's one of the, one of the things that I really took away from his mentorship and learning from him. Um, was to be on time, to be early to everything, be 10 minutes early. If you're not 10 minutes early, you're late. And so in that meeting, I sat down and long story short, I ended up running all the social media for his, for him and his personal brand and his book. And, um, you know, he's friends with like, uh, you know, people like Richard Branson and all those like crazy successful people. And eventually that led to me taking over the marketing for his auto repair shop business. Mm -hmm. And that's what got me into marketing. That's what got me into just entrepreneurship in general. That's what got me into the automotive industry, which is still my niche to this day. And, uh, that's kind of like my origin story. So right around that time I was 16, about to turn 17. Um, and that's also this Jeffrey, who is, uh, the YouTuber Jared garage. Mm -hmm. Um, that's right when he was blowing up on YouTube. So um, all of a sudden, like my best friend is one of the biggest automotive YouTubers in the <laughs> world. And then my mentor is like a massive automotive, you know, successful auto entrepreneur in the automotive industry. And so that's kind of where my story started. That's awesome, bro. There's so much we can talk on. I think we'll just slowly touch on it as we're, you know, having this conversation. But the main thing I guess we should talk about is just you sticking to one niche, you know, just cars and the importance of that, because I, I believe a lot of people, a lot of young entrepreneurs, and I believe you can agree, is a lot of their, a big mistake that they make is having a shiny object syndrome or bouncing around too mm -hmm. much. Or like, oh, I do marketing for who? Everybody, right? Like they do, <laughs> they do marketing for everybody. Yeah. So talk about just like the benefits of just sticking to one niche and why you do just stick to, you know, cars. Yeah, 100%. And let me, let me say, honestly, like I, I had shiny object syndrome a lot. I still right. do. Oh, right? still. Like I'm starting, I'm starting a software company right now that has nothing to do with automotive, but I'll tell you why I'm doing that. Okay. So back in the day, like, dude, I got into crypto. I tried stock trading. I tried e-commerce. I tried drop shipping. I, I tried all that stuff. But at the end of the day, when those failures happened, it just brought me back to what had worked. Right. Mm. And so I think that's the lesson there is like, you know, shiny object syndrome is going to happen to you probably no matter what. You're always going to think there's a better way to make more money. You're always going to think there's a better way to, you know, to get ahead, right? And at the end of the day, you know, you might find success in it, but you probably won't, right? What you focus the majority of your time and energy on is what's going to take you 
down the path that you want to go. And here's the thing. You can afford to have shiny object syndrome in the future when you have resources like money and resources like time because your main business, you know, you have employees and, and managers and things right. like that to be able to you know, re- remove your time from the business. So that's when you can afford to have shiny object syndrome, like a little bit more. Even so then, like, I don't example. think that is shiny object. I think at, at that point, yeah, it's, it's, it's a smart businessman and just going moving on to strategy. So young entrepreneurs bounce around too much, right? That's it. Like focus on one thing. And here's the thing too, like don't be scared of failure, like at mm-hmm. all, especially if you're young, because you like, dude, I don't care if I lost everything tomorrow. Like I literally wouldn't give a fuck. I love that mindset, bro. I know that I have skills and I know that I have relationships and connections and all those things. Cause I've been building them the last three years, the money and, and the business. And like that, that stuff doesn't matter nearly as much as the skills and the relationships that I've acquired over the last three years, building those things. They're right. just a byproduct. Right. Man, so. that is, that is so cool that you say that because I try to tell people the same thing is focus on building skills, um, meeting people and learning how to run a business rather than chasing money. Because when you chase money, it's like, like you said, shiny object syndrome comes from chasing money, right? Because we don't do all those businesses just because we want to. It's more times like a, it's a money thing. Um, yeah. And, and I, I love that you, and, and I love that you touched on fear. And I, I believe that is one of the biggest thing that hurts, not only young entrepreneurs, but everybody, right? I, I bet you can agree on that. Just everybody's yeah. so scared of everything. Yeah. hundred um, percent. I guess the next point I wanted to talk about is just mindset. I know you came in saying you've been thinking a lot, you know, you're ready to drop some heat, talk about some mindset, yeah. about some life stuff, you know, um, how important you think mindset is, especially when you're running a business. Dude, it's everything like, but, a lot of these people too, you know, they see guys like us, right? Like younger guys and guys like, you know, our friend Hayden and like, you know, he's got all this big house, Lambo, all this crazy stuff, right? right? They see this stuff and they think that when they get there, like they have destination anxiety. They're like, Oh, I need to get there. I need to get to the next thing, next thing, next thing. And what you realize when you accumulate a little bit of success, a little bit of financial success, a little bit of, you know, of, of self-confidence, you realize like, Oh, wait a second. Like satisfaction never comes. Like you have to love the process, right? Gary V talks about this all the time, you know, and, and it's true. You have to love the process. And that's a big thing that I think a lot of young entrepreneurs neglect. It's, the mindset of being in love with the process, being in love with where you're at in your journey. Like, I don't want to be anywhere else. Like I could be 10 times wealthier. I could be 10 times more successful. You know, if I did different things, if I bought Bitcoin five years ago, damn dude, I'd be so, so successful right now financially. Right. Right. So it's like the mindset of being happy with what you're doing and what you're working on. Never be satisfied, but be grateful and be happy about it. Right. And I think the mindset thing, like the other thing too, is that, you know, doubt and failure, they always creep up on you. You know, you'll find yourselves waking, waking up one day and just feeling like, fuck, I suck at this shit. I suck at everything. Maybe it's an external factor. Like you lose a client or, you know, you lose a, a bunch of money or a business deal goes bad or whatever it is. And you're like, damn, I suck. Right. And so the, the negative self-talk is a big thing um, that I've had to overcome Mm-hmm. And I still haven't really overcome it. You know, it's, it's a process. Right. And I think, um, yeah, just to go back to your question, like mindset is literally the most important thing because when you're an entrepreneur, like it's lonely, like we have homies, we have friends. Right. But at the end of the day, like you're responsible for you and that's it. 
Facts. right? You're res- and then eventually when you, when you become more successful and your business gets bigger, you're responsible for other people and their families and, and, uh, you know, their mortgages and things like that. And so it's a lot of pressure, right? And so if you allow your mind to get in the way of what you're doing, then that's the quickest way to fail. Right. Right. For you, how did you develop that mindset, you know, from the 16 year old who, you know, had this mentor to the 20 year old business owner now, like certain things that you went through, you know, um, certain life lessons, certain mentors that you had, but yeah. how, how did you slowly develop that mindset? Yeah. And I mean, I still am to this day. I think the, right. the biggest thing is just to constantly be learning. Mm-hmm. Like, I try to consume content from the right places and learn about things, learn about psychology, learn about, um, you know, different things about the mind and the human brain. Like th- those things fascinate me. And I want to know why I'm feeling a certain way. I want to know why certain things, you know, change my perspective or my mindset on something because I want to be able to control that as much as I can. So I think I, I don't, I don't know if I have anything like directly to recommend to people, but, um, just be curious. Like curiosity is so important in entrepreneurship because, you know, like for me, I've always, since I was a little kid, I've always wondered how shit works. Like I've always wondered, you know, how does, like, I remember one time I was sitting in a restaurant and I legitimately had this thought and I talk about it sometimes. I watched somebody walk into the restaurant when I was like 11 or 12 years old, I watched somebody walk into the restaurant with their family. And I, and I thought to myself, I was like, Hmm, like what made them walk in to this restaurant? Like there's so many other restaurants. Why, why did they come to this one? Like, was it the sign? Was it like a, like, are they doing like a, a promotion or something? Like, like why, why did that family choose this restaurant right now? And so I've always kind of operated like that and not everybody does. And I think that thinking like that and always questioning everything and being curious about how things work and how things are done and processes and systems. I think that is one of the keys to excelling quickly. And also on the mindset side of things, when something, when you're feeling down or depressed or, or, you know, unmotivated, go find out why, like audit yourself, right? right. Same thing in, in, in business. If some figure out why, and then change it and fix it. Um, and so I think that's trying to always figure things out. Right. So that's just the mindset you've been in. And I love that you, you know, this is awesome that you've been doing from a young age. I actually started doing this this year where, you know, for me, it was advice from Kobe. He said, you know, be curious. And I think to your point, when you are curious, you become more open-minded because you are so open to new ideas. You're open to learning. Right. And you can't grow without learning. And I think, you know, you can agree to this. A lot of people, when they first start, they're always learning. They're always asking questions. Then they get a little bit of initial success. They get the one client, they get the one sale. And then, you know, they get certain amount of success and they just stop all that. They stop questioning, you know, why this work? They they stop questioning. um, They stop learning in general. And I think that's why it, it hurts a lot of people. So it's amazing hearing from you that you're on the same mindset and anyone listening, I want you guys to be on the same mindset as well, because when you're curious, like you start learning more and you become more open minded. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree. Right. Um, let's, let's talk about networking and we can even touch on the earlier point about the La Jolla master. Yeah. Right? Like as a young entrepreneur, man, like, um, what are some, I guess, I mean, for me, at least like when I say, you know, when I talk about networking, the advice I give everyone is, yo, just focus on you, be the best version. So people want to network with you. Right. Um, 
do you have like a, you know, do you have any advice when it comes to networking for other people other than that? Yeah, dude, provide value. Like nobody's going to want to connect with you if you don't provide value. Like you have to bring value in some way, shape or form. In the beginning, you have to come with something that is valuable to that person and that, that most other people won't be able to offer. Right. So, you know, like when I, when you're young, like your time is valuable because you can, you can use that time to prove yourself to, to people who are more successful than you. Like I, I went and worked as an unpaid intern for my first mentor. Right. Mm -hmm. I did work for pretty much all my early on mentors and that was, that was valuable to them. Right. Because got me for free and I did stuff for them and I helped them out and I provided value to them. And I think that's, that's the most important thing. Like whatever you're good at, whether it's photos or videography or, you know, making, you know, doing artwork for somebody's business, like whatever it is, man, like provide value. This is, you know, my, my best friend and business partner, Casey Adams does this so well. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone knows who he is at this point because right. of this. Um, you by giving these people that he's connecting with a platform to share their story, which is his podcast. Right? right. And so everyone needs to find a vehicle in which they can provide value to the people. Nothing's worse than those DMS that you get. And it's like, oh, Hey bro, like how can I make money? I want to be Let's connect. like you, Let's man. Hop on a call Let's connect. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, you're never going to get anyone's time like that. You need to make sure that you're bringing something to the table. Um, so that's what I would definitely say. And yeah, dude, like that, that La Jolla, um, like event that we threw was legendary. Was one of the most amazing. I'm like, literally it was a last second thing. Right. I was supposed to go there, um, just with a couple buddies. And I was like, damn, like we have a huge house in this beautiful place for, you know, three days. Why don't we throw an event and have a bunch of people come? And literally, I think it was like free to get in too. And we just had the most amazing time. Right. And so many people came out and so many relationships and connections and things were made at that event. Right. And like showing up to stuff like that is the most important thing. And, and like for me, that's how I got a lot of connections and credibility and things like that. And that's something else that somebody can take away from this. If you want to network, like throw an event, right? Do a local like business. You provided value, bro. You provided value to the people that were coming. So, you know, there's that. You were able to meet all those cool yeah. people and then, you know, network because of that. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, man. How did you hear about it, by the way? How so, did you hear about the event? Around, around then is when I started drop shipping and, um, you know, Dennis, Dennis White. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So Dennis, um, yeah, man, that's when I like, got to know Dennis and him and Hayden were in Minnesota together. They were telling me about this mastermind. I just starting and I'm, you know, I was like, damn, this is the coolest shit. Like a bunch of young kids all chilling <laughs> in. I was learning from Samir and Juan then, and they were there. Yeah. Rose was there who was like a top student in the Ty Lopez course. So like, yeah. you know, I saw it there and I was like, damn, bro, that was some, and even like talking back to some people that were there, they talk about that event as like the start, you know, like even with Hayden, like he's like, oh shit! Like I remember when he had his gold M, when he rented the gold M for that. Yeah, yeah. Like that, or like I remember he told me that's when he first met Abdul, but they realized they've known each other. So it was just that was such a cool event, and that is one of the in my mind, man. I I wish I was there, but it was such a look like such a legendary event, bro. And um, yeah, pro you got to throw another one, man. You got to throw another fat one. Uh, yeah, we after COVID. It's funny, like I don't really know of any, like events at a crazy and like we called it like the mansion mastermind so we did we like we got these 
and we got these crazy houses and just threw cool networking events at them. And it's funny, like no one really did that in our space before. And then so many people like, and then it was like a it thing. After. It was like a thing. And I was like, <laughs> all right. So, and I kind of, I kind of lost the passion for it because everyone else was doing it. But yeah, I mean, when Corona's over, maybe we should, maybe we should throw a, a round, a round three or round two and right. do it all over again. That will go crazy, man. That will go crazy. Yeah. You know, talking about young entrepreneurs, I think a lot of things that people uh, mistake about us is like, and then this is, you know, this is not our fault. It's just the society we live in, especially with Instagram. You're not going to post like, you know, your losses, you're, you being down. You don't even want to go on Instagram then, you know? So everybody thinks we're always winning. We're always like having fun, making money. But I guess I want you to touch on some of the obstacles you go through. And I know you talked about the, you know, the, the mindset part of the thing where it's like self-negativity, self-doubt, but other obstacles that people will not even understand or think of that us young entrepreneurs go through or specifically. I do. I mean, you know, like I said, when you're an entrepreneur at any age, right? Like, you know, if you have a job, like, you know, other people on your team and your company, they, they can take blame for stuff. Like when you're in school, like it's, it's just a different environment when you're on your own, like genuinely and running your own business and everything falls on you. Even if you have a team, everything still falls on you. Right. So that's what a lot of people who maybe haven't started yet. They don't understand that. And they won't until they're in it. And like, that's a lot of pressure when everything falls on you, then a lot of stress and anxiety and everything comes with that. Right. And so that's the biggest thing that, that people don't really understand until they're in it. And, you know, I think the best way to think about it and the best way to overcome it is just to understand that it's inevitable. Like you're going to lose, you're going to take losses. You're gonna, you know, you're going to fuck shit up sometimes. Like you're going to make the wrong decision. Right. You, know, you might piss some people off or, or ruin a relationship unintentionally. Um, the best way to go about life is to avoid those things as much as you can. But if they happen, let them go. Move on and just understand that there's always more opportunity out there. There's always something coming down the road. Like, you know, I heard someone say once that opportunities are like buses. There's always another one. So don't let yourself get down when you take a loss. Don't let yourself get down when you have a bad day. You need to just understand going into it that it's inevitable. It's going to happen regardless. Like nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to have just a beautiful, amazing, successful career that goes up. Ever, you know, has a right. So I think that's the most important thing to understand. Understand that you are going to go through the things. And I guess to just to, uh, to touch on that topic, what, what, you, what would you, or what are some advice you would give to your younger self? And I know that's a very cliche question, but I guess that's to yeah. like, advice for young entrepreneurs that may be starting out or entrepreneurs just starting out. You know, what, what are some advices that you would give that really, you think if you knew early on, you would, you know, be way, you, you would, you would get success faster, fast track certain things that you did. I would say, don't worry about shit so much. Mm. Like I was so worried about, you know, about things that I, that I would do that might be risky. I was worried about, you know, what things might work or might not work. And at the end of the day, like I wish that I was more like more open, even though like I was very open, I was very like, you know, all about just doing things and trying things. I wish I was more like that. Cause looking back, like, just like I said earlier in this podcast, like if I lost everything back then, you know, it would have felt like the world was collapsing back then. But now that I look back, 
wouldn't have been that bad, you know, if, if I, you know, fucked things up really badly, like I probably should have taken more risks. I probably should have, you know, gone even harder and tried to scale the business harder and, and taken on more expenses and more risk and whatever else. So I would say like your gut and your intuition and whatever got you to where you are now, whatever got you to whatever amount of success you have is what you need to continue doing. Like right. you need to continue to take risks yourself and invest in your team. And when you have a crazy vision for something, just do it. Like right. you, you, the, wor- the, the worst thing that you can possibly do is have regret. And I think regret is worse than failure and bankruptcy and all those terrible things. Like right. regret is so, I would say to my younger self, just do it. Like whatever crazy thing you're thinking about, just do it. Awesome, bro. I just want to point out, man, you have an amazing mindset. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've been feeling the same way. And I think this is some of the best advice uh, that people should really like take in and take into account because um, I think a lot of people might be in the position that we were in when we were just like scared to do stuff, scared to take, mm-hmm. scared to go for our vision because, you know, um, we were scared to lose the things we've already built or, you know, we're scared to be a failure or, or whatever people think. So I, I really appreciate you sharing, you know, your view, your mindset and all this advice you're giving, you know, um, it, it's in, it's some of the best ones I've heard so far, man. So I just want to give you props. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, I think the next question that, um, we, I want to talk about our next topic is the industry that you're in right now, marketing for cars. Is that, I know, I know you really like cars, right? That, I know that's like, yeah, yeah. Thing, but is there an industry that you really like, let's say money isn't an issue and you could just be making money in the industry. What industry would that be for you? Well, I think, you know, logically life and the way that I've kind of always looked at it is, you know, when you're young, you know, as much as I, I did say this earlier in the podcast, which is, you know, focus on, on skills and growth, like for sure. And, you know, you don't want to just be laser focused on money. However, money is very important. So my whole game plan, and I think I speak for like most of us and most of our peers and people. Um, you know, I've talked with guys like Hayden and Iman Gadji and like all these guys about this exact same thing. And it's, you know, when you're young and you have a business that's doing well and you have ways to make money and and stack, like do that as much as you can, because you never know if it might go away. You never know if the entire industry gets turned on its head. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, nothing I'm doing, no business venture, nothing I, I do, none of my skills are an end all be all. Right there, I, I don't see myself doing anything for the next thirty years that I'm currently doing. Right, I just know in my like I truly understand this in my soul that I I know how to learn and I've learned how to learn and I've learned how to adapt. And right. so, what gives me confidence in, in my long term success is the fact that I know that I'm going to learn what I need to. I know that I'm going to adapt to whatever I need to adapt to. And so, to get back to your question, everything I'm doing right now is what I want to be doing in this moment. Right. Mm -hmm. So that might change. The industry might change. My passions might change, but in the meantime, I'm building up, you know, my, I'm building up my cash reserves. I'm building up my reputation. I'm building up my experience and my skills and everything else. And so if I want to make a pivot into a different industry, I can do that. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what a lot of people need to focus on. Like that's why shiny objects in your room is so dangerous because you lose out on precious, valuable time in the beginning of your entrepreneur journey Mm -hmm. that you could have been making money and making things happen, but you know, you were jumping around too much. So to answer your question, I think the industries that are going to 
that are going to be prevalent and at the forefront of society in 50 years is what I would love to get into. Like my, the biggest thing that I'm passionate about is reforming the education uh, system worldwide. Right. I think that the education system, the way that everything operates um, even, you know, not even at the collegiate level, but you know, K through 12, I think it's so important that we really make a, a, a change uh, in, in how that's done. And I think a lot of us, you know, a lot of our friends and our peers, like I said earlier, are passionate about that same thing. So that's definitely one. And then, you know, the second thing, like I said, is all that technology is right. AI, um, virtual reality, um, you know, all these, all these different, um, these different industries that are kind of small right now that are going to be a big deal, you know, 20, 30 years from now. So, you know, you got to try to, you know, predict what those things are going to be and then learn about them. Like I've, I've tried to learn about AI recently and I've tried to learn about autonomous vehicles and about, um, you know, one of, uh, one of the people that Casey and I recently interviewed was, um, the CEO of Nikola motor company, a company that recently went public on the NASDAQ and talking to him got me really excited about, uh, about hydrogen technology and about the future of the, of the shipping and trucking industry. And so just things like that, you know, keeping your eyes open, mm -hmm. I don't think, but understanding where opportunity is going to be in the future and just paying attention to it. Like I said, you don't want to have shiny object syndrome, especially early on, but you need to be just aware. You need to be worldly and you need to understand and be curious like we talked about. Right. So when you see something and you're like, damn, that's going to be a massive industry in 30 years, that's going to be a monopoly in 30 years. You should probably pay attention to it and spend some time out of your day, out of your week, out of your month to learn a little bit more about it. That was, that was an amazing answer. My favorite part of that is the early part where you said, you know, you've learned how to learn and how to learn how to adapt. And I think that is the most important thing because I feel like that's what we did, right? We saw the, the marketing, the social media world slowly blow up and we learned or we adapted to this society and built a business around it. And um, that, that man, that answer opened my mind to a lot of things, man. So I kind of appreciate you, bro. I'm writing that. Yeah, for sure, bro. Right now. That was yeah. a really, really good answer, bro. Wow, that was, that was, that was some fire shit. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> I, I think you touched on your future. And then even with the education system, I completely agree, bro. I, I, I you know, we know so many people. We are the people that didn't go to school that understood that, you know what, self-education or education from another way is a better option than formal education. And, you know, we, we are not failures because I think the society uh, is, I think it's slowly shifting now because, but I think a lot of people, sometimes they think that, oh, you drop out, you're going to be a failure. And I also don't like the trend now of just dropping out for fun or dropping out. Yeah. And it's stupid, bro. I finished high school. I have a diploma. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you like, know, like, you know, I gotta be smart with it. Yeah. Like, and I think you dropped out of high school, right? No, I finished high school. I dropped out of you university out of after one, okay. one semester university. Yeah. Why? Man, it, it wasn't for me. I was more productive, not going to class, doing my own thing than going to class. Like cool. on some So, so my friend, I'm so neither of us went to college. We, so, um, I always think I'm like, damn, it would have been cool if I dropped out of high school and then I could get like a dropout license. Plate. <laughs> like Hayden. But, but <laughs> at the end of the day, man, it's like that none of that shit matters. It's like, right you also, you don't want to put yourself in a bad situation. If you're not ready, if you're not doing something notable, go to school, especially like, especially if your parents are paying for it or if it's free or if you have a big scholarship, like go, dude, let me tell you, like if I went to college, I'd be in crazy student loan debt right now because my parents probably wouldn't have paid for my schooling. Same Therefore, man. I'm glad that I didn't go. However, I will tell you, I 
probably would have gone if I had like a full ride scholarship or if my parents were going to pay for it. Cause why not? Right. Why the not experiences, and, right? The people you meet. Yeah, I agree with, you, you know, that, bro. I agree. With and you. so I'm not like, like I'm not anti-college. I'm not anti-school. Right. I'm glad that I got my high school diploma. It's cool. Like whatever. I got it. I did it. I, another thing too, is, you know, if you don't finish what you start in life, that's going to become a pattern and a habit that you get into. Right. And that's not a good thing. That's true. So, yeah. So what Jeffrey and I always talk about is, you know, don't drop out. Don't not go to college just because it's a cool thing to do or because you think you can make money or be successful. Um, you kind of want to get a, a little bit of a proof of concept before you make a crazy decision like that. Right. That's, so. that's a big fact, man. Even, uh, and I can, I can, I mean, you can probably agree with this. Even you, like, you had something going before you said, okay, I'm not going to college, right? Like, yeah, for sure. First, when I first went to university, my business wasn't as consistent, but then towards the end, I'm like, you know what? I have money saved up. And I remember I had all areas covered. I said, okay, if I get kicked out of the house, I can live here. If I, this happened, mm -hmm. I, like, I had all that covered before dropping out because I think you can agree to this. It's like when, if you drop out, man, it's like your back is against the whole world. Like you went against yeah. what the world believes in. So you're going to feel very negative. So if you're already not mentally resilient and if you're, if you already don't have something in place, it could really fuck you up as a person. Right. And yeah, uh, for sure. And you know what, like what the advice that you give to people, you and Jeff, man, that's some good shit. Cause it's, it's real. Like don't drop out just to say you're a drop out because that's the dumbest thing. Yeah. And even hundred percent. Like, in the last podcast, you know, Luca, Luca, Luca came through and he said, you know, don't be ashamed saying, you know, you go to school or whatever. Like the only thing you should be ashamed of is being broke. So if you're broke, yeah, whatever it takes to not be dude, broke. <laughs> I think it'd be like, dude, I'd be, I'd be even more impressed with you if you were like going to college and still doing what you're doing right now. Right? Like, if dude, if I would brag I'll about it, props, if, I'll give you props, dude. If I was in school right now and I was still doing everything that I'm doing, I would, I would brag about that shit <laughs> for sure. For sure. Hundred so, percent. Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the things that's changing in this whole space. Like three, four years ago, it was all like Lambos and Bitcoin and dropping out of school <laughs> and private jets and all that bullshit. And like, people don't care about that stuff anymore. Like, I I think over the last year and a half, two years, overall sentiment towards what success is and what success looks like has started to change and like that because I think all of us younger guys kind of fell into that trap in the beginning. We're like, Oh, right. you know, Gucci and private jets and Lambos. Like that's what it's all about. Right. And then you realize like, once you, once you are in it for a little bit and you figure out how the whole thing works, you're like, damn, that's a load of bullshit. And right. what really matters is skills and people and real success and real business and relationships and you know, reputation and all those things. That's so much more important than any of the bullshit. That things that actually the gurus, matter, right? you know? Yeah, exactly. So. Um, and I think this is a perfect segue to the next topic, which is money. And I love asking mm -hmm. every, every guest this question because I'm genuinely curious, right? How did your mindset on money, your view on money change from when you first started from when, even when you grew up to, you know, now, uh, how is it different and how has it changed? You know, it's funny. Um, you know, Caleb Maddox. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, he lives here in my building and, um, I was playing basketball with him the other day and we were talking about this topic and I watched a YouTube video a few days ago about how much money makes you happy. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like I'm, I'm curious. Like what do people think? So I clicked on it. And do you want to know what the number is that people say that, that the happiness level for money, do you know what it is? $75,000 a year. 
Word. Yeah, I've heard of And I, I was like, I Lopez talk about that a lot. 100%. And I thought about it. I was like, damn, that's so true. When I got to 75 grand a year, like my, my mindset on money changed. Right. Why? Because that's enough money to take care of your basic needs, right? right. You know, the Mas Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? You don't worry about money when you start making about that much money, like, you know, 60 mm -hmm. to 80 grand a year. That's when money becomes excess, as long as you're smart with it, right? You're not blown in on everything. But when you get to that point, especially as an entrepreneur, when you get to that point, that's when you can broaden your horizons. So to answer your question, for me, money was, money was so important to me in the beginning because I just, I needed to, you know, pay for things and, and I wanted to be financially successful and I wanted to buy a car and I wanted to travel and do all this cool stuff. And then when I got, you know, to like that $80,000 a year, now I was, I became more business minded. I, it wasn't all about Kieran anymore. It was about, okay, how can I give the absolute best service to my customers, no matter what it costs? How can I give the absolute best experience to my employees and the people that I work with, my team members as, uh, at, you know, and whatever it costs, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to invest back into myself. I'm going to invest into, you know, uh, you know, stocks and, and right. Roth IRAs and all that stuff. Like when you kind of take care of your basic needs and you start to figure out how to make money beyond that, that's when your mindset on money changes in my opinion. And that's when you're able to open up your mind and grow your business and really think about money in a much different way. It becomes a tool Ooh. rather than a necessity. Right. Right. Dude, that's one of the, what's the word? It's like a pattern I've been noticing with these yeah. interviews because I've been, you know, uh, interviewing a lot of successful entrepreneurs and everybody, bro, I sort of got, everybody says the same thing. You first, you start off almost like worshiping money. You know, you're like, Oh my God, yeah. money need it, you know? And then you like yeah. you don't have it. But like you said, once you have it, once you cover the basic needs, once you cover the things that, you know, you do every day, then you see it more as a tool to grow the things behind. Like I'm pretty sure, like you said, reinvesting back into your business, You're looking at it as a fuel rather than, Oh, Oh my God, money, you know, like looking, worshiping it like it's God, you know, like, and I think that is one of the biggest, and I think that's a transition that everybody has to make. And that's what I say. I yeah. say, detach yourself from money, but don't be delusional enough to think that it's not important. And you know, hundred percent it's, and it's, it's a selfishness thing. Right. In the beginning, I feel like a lot of people early on in, in their entrepreneurship and, and early on in their business, they want money for themselves and it's a selfish endeavor. Mm -hmm. And then once they lose that, once they figure out that, that it shouldn't be selfish and that there's bigger things and there's other more important things in life than just money, that's when the selfishness kind of, and it becomes more about impact and right. growth and, right. and scaling and, and all those things and investing. Um, that's when, like when you can flip, flip that switch, that's when it's super that the earlier you can do that, the earlier on in your career, you can do that. It's going right. to serve you much more long-term and you can, and it doesn't always happen. Like some people, some people go broke because they never flip that switch, so right. to speak. You know, you'll see guys making millions of dollars, but they're out at the club blowing it on dumb shit and buying bottle service and all that crazy stuff. And, you know, and you can kind of tell, I'm not saying that's everybody, but you know, in some of those cases, there's still just that, that selfish aspect to right. their view on money and super dangerous.
No, I, I agree with you, bro. And, you know, for the people listening, I want, I want to point this out. I know, you know, I guess it's easy, quotation mark, easy for us to say this because we already, you know, have some type of money. But I, I want you guys to understand, this is a switch that you're going to, like what he said, that, that mindset switch that you're going to go through as you're growing or as you're going through your entrepreneurial journey. So, you know, definitely be aware of this and take, take what we just said into account and really kind of start practicing it now. Because like you said, Kieran, the earlier you start, the better it is because once you make that shift, you have a bigger purpose. Like you said, you care about impact. It's more selfless than selfish, you know, and yeah. the world becomes a better yeah. place when you're a selfless person rather than a selfish person. 100%. And, you know, some people have the gift of never even going through that phase. Like I right. always tell people, I know like, some people too, right? Yeah. Some people from the very beginning, they're like, I don't care about money. I make a bunch of it, but I don't care about it. Like my friend, Jeffrey, he never went through like a super materialistic or selfish phase. Right. Um, because he, that's just how he was wired for me. I think a lot of it was like, you know, growing up, I was just from a middle-class family, nothing crazy. And so when I came into some money, I was like, dang, like, Oh, I could go buy Gucci now. I can go. We also feel like we have to prove something to the people. Yeah. That's yeah. We have to like, we have to prove it. And like, I feel like, once you kind of do it and get it out of your system, you can take a step back and say, you know what? I don't really like that shit. That doesn't make me happy. Right. I, I don't, I don't want to prove anything to anyone anymore. And so I think that's when, that's when you can really do stuff that you're genuinely passionate about and when it becomes more about impact. No, I agree with you, bro. And to, to, to segue to that question, what's your dumbest purchase? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I made a whole YouTube video about this. Um, I, to be completely honest, like I'm proud of myself. I've been relatively smart my, my whole career so far with, with money. I haven't made like a super stupid, crazy purchase. I would say if I had to pick something, it was probably my first car. Mm -hmm. I was not in a financial position, like looking back now, knowing what I know about assets versus liabilities and, and how much you should have in the bank to be able to price, et cetera. Probably shouldn't have bought that car. But at the same time, it allowed me to kind of get into the industry that I was in automotive and it, uh, allowed me to network more and, and meet a lot of cool people that ended up turning into business um, partnerships and, and relationships in the future. So um, it did end up becoming a good thing for me, but I did lose a bunch of money on that car. And I probably in, in the financial position that I was in when I bought it, I probably shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. um, so I would definitely say that one, all the cars that I bought since then I've been. So, right, right. No, this is a smart thing to do, bro. And I think, yeah. you know, that's a lesson to all you guys, bro. Don't, don't buy shit just to prove something to someone or, you know, just to have it, no. man. make sure you're, you're, you're no. financially well as well. Um, yeah. and, and the last question, bro, is like, what are some things that you love doing? That's not business related, bro. Like, you know, your hobbies or certain things that that's not even business related that you do that indirectly help you with business. Yeah. Um, dude, I mean, fitness is a big part of my life. Like I'm, I'm on Andy Frisella's 75 hard program right now. I'm on day 46, I think. So, you know, working out twice a day, drinking a gallon of water, following a diet, um, reading 10 pages in a book last 46 days. It's right. been life changing, like super, super good for my mental health, for my routine every single day for my business. Um, so that's been great. Um, I also think, um, you know, doing some sort of extracurricular sport or activity. I got, I've been playing basketball a lot. I know you do that too. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been, you know, I played ice hockey competitively all growing up. So, you know, I try to go a couple times a month to the ice rink here locally and, and, uh, play some pickup games. Um, and then I think cars are a big thing. Like, like 
just taking my car out and going for a drive. Like that's one of the, one of my favorite things to do. Um, definitely things that, that help with, um, the stress of, of running a business and everything. So. Right, man. I think you can even categorize that as, as things that bring you true joy, you know, with like, For sure. like that you don't even like, you know what I mean? I think as we grow up, a lot of people forget to like do the things that brought them joy, like true joy without any expectation. Like, you know, when we we're younger, like, yeah. like you said, basketball, cars, stuff like that. So I yeah. think it's really important to do. So everybody listening, man, do the thing you love. You know what I mean? It'll help you in business. It'll help you become a happier person. But hundred percent, man. Yeah, to end the podcast, well, I just want to say, man, I really want to thank you for coming on. And it, it's crazy seeing your growth from, like, I guess when I first heard of you to when I first met you at Newport, at Hayden's. Like, yeah, it, you too, man, by the way. Yeah. Right back at you, bro. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you. And, and, you know, just hearing your mindset today, hearing your view, like, wow, like, it was a lot of things that, you know, there's certain beliefs that I carry. I can tell that you have the same thing and I'm just excited. And I can tell you're going to be someone that's going to, you know, make a huge impact in the world. And I, I don't say that lightly. You know, I truly, truly mean Thank it. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Right I'm back excited. at you. Yeah, man. I'm excited for what you have to do. And trust me, man, when we link up, we have to do an in-person, you know, part two for this podcast, bro. Let's do it. Come out to AZ. Yeah. Yo, that's like something I've been... Man, the borders are closed right now, but AZ, especially now, everybody's down there. I know Dennis, Noah, all the boys, mm-hmm. boys move this. I definitely got to come through. But um, yeah, I'm going to put your YouTube, your Instagram, all the everything in the description, bro. Is there anything you awesome. want to say to the people before you know we end this podcast? I would say if you're listening to all the way to the end right now, I don't know why you would have listened to this whole thing and not go implement some of it, right? right? That's the biggest problem. Don't just listen to stuff for the sake of listening to it. Actually go and do something with the advice because, you know, Splash and I just took time out of our our take on, on things. And so my biggest recommendation is to just go out and do something with it. Right. And I think you gave a lot of, lot of just not advice, but actionable advice, advice that they can Mm -hmm. take action on today. So I think, you know, it's important for everybody to do that. But anyways, man, thank you so much again for coming, bro. For everybody listening, I appreciate appreciate you guys listening, especially to the end, man. This is a lot about you if you're listening to the end. So um, appreciate you guys. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me, bro. Peace. That is it for this episode of Keeping It Real, everybody. And if you guys did enjoy this episode, I just ask for a small favor, and that is to share this with someone that you know would benefit from this podcast, as I really want to grow this community and this podcast through word of mouth, right? From you guys sharing it or telling someone to mess with this podcast or listen to this podcast or posting us on Instagram. And by the way, guys, if you do post us on Instagram, please use the hashtag keeping it real and tag me at splashman pb just so i can see it just so i can you know stay connected with the family and interact with some of you guys but yeah like i said if you guys want to keep in touch with me my instagram is at splashman pb if you guys want to check out my youtube where i drop amazing content and amazing value as well you know just search my name rickshit busnet and my channel will appear but anyways guys hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and i will see you in the next one bye bye